Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money with Sergio and Chris. Yeah. Show me the money. Show me the money. Take Uber's money. Give your bank account a lift. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, we have some oh, talented man. people. Oh, it's Show Me the Money Club. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So uh, that came over to us earlier. Uh, I don't know, maybe like, what, an hour or so ago? Yeah. And um, I had to get it in there because, you know, I always start the show with some music. So, uh, hey, well, there we go. And I got to say, uh, his name is Chris, and uh, he is definitely a Bills fan because he's got the Bills wallet. Uh, there's a couple other things I've seen from this particular driver, uh, Buffalo-related, uh, even though he's out west. So, uh, hey, it's great to see it. Go Bills. <laughs> All right, Sergio, how you doing today? I'm doing 100% better than last Tuesday. I'm still not 100%, I'm glad 100% but 100% better than last Tuesday. Um, and, uh, I mean, speechless. I mean, we'll have some talented people here. I'm serious. I mean, <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh, we do, yeah. Yeah. No, Lisa, it's not Go Bears, it's Go Bills. <laughs> What's up, right? Oh, but... Yeah. Well, so, we got a uh, we got a pretty we packed show. Yeah. We got a packed show. Um actually there were quite a few things that were added last minute mostly because um what is going on with Lyft? So Lyft CEO and president are both out. What's that going to mean? Uh we're going to go over that. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to, you know, share our thoughts on that. Uh so that's our first topic we're going to be talking about. Uh, then we are going to be talking about the effect of surge on base fares with upfront earnings. Uh, so we're going to be talking about what's going on there because surge is not what it's cracked up to be anymore. And um, we got to talk about that. Uh, also, I don't know if Uber's watching the show or not, but if you are, I'm glad to see a couple of things here because what we're going to be talking about is they sent in-app messages regarding safety, scams, and also uh, for working on getting better tips. So, you know, this is something that we talk about. And what's funny is going through some of the screenshots that we're going to go through in a little bit, uh, you're going to see some language that kind of seems pretty show me the money club like. So, um, yeah, I think they're watching. I think they're uh, they're using some. So, you know what, uh, Uber, if you'd like to uh, just kind of give me some payroll um, as a consultant, I'm OK with that. Sergio, I'm sure would be too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take their money. Yep. We have a big announcement coming up in a little while. Uh, so <laughs> stick around for that. Also, uh, we're going to be talking about another safety issue driver that was shot uh, and killed by passengers. Not cool. Um, I'm going to talk about the Show Me the Money Club or Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award uh, and how you could possibly win 100 bucks. So stick around for that. Connecticut is joining the battle for gig worker rights. And let me tell you, I was reading that article you sent over. Wow, we're going to have a little discussion there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to end the show on uh, fake names, funnies, uh, and some different things. And then kind of a little bit of a new segment that we got going on called Behind the Wheel, where Sergio is interviewing different drivers. And the first one was on last week, and it will be a weekly thing on Thursday. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Sergio will kind of fill you in there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of today's show. So, um. well, yeah, I, I, you know what? Um, this industry, everything is moving at all times, right? And nothing is static, really, because we had everything set up. 
all the screenshots were set up everything was done <laughs> and then like three o'clock or 3 30 p.m my time yesterday boom i go what's this i'm going like <laughs> wow what haven't we been talking about this for a while right and um so mr john zimmer and mr logan green the two founders ceo of president ceo and president which we interviewed a few months ago on our channel they both i'm not going to say resigned um they replaced themselves stepped down yeah stepped down uh, from day-to-day -day operations they're still going to stay on the board um they replaced themselves with uh david risher or reicher now i made joke about it saying that his last name is perfect for rideshare right rideshare risher you know it's like kind of pretty sure right cool. Richard, right here. We're going to give you the Richer today. We're going to kind of like the ringer. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of the Richer. So welcome to the Show Me the Money Club, Mr. Richer. Um, now, obviously, if you would like to join us at some point, much appreciated. We will uh, have a little chat, you know. But uh, besides the point, um, both the founders are out. Um, they turned over the wheel. <laughs> in a figurative and literal sense to Mr. Risher, who used to be ex-Microsoft and ex-Amazon um, executive. and But he has been on the Lyft board for the last couple, three years. So he's no stranger to Lyft, but I'm not sure what his experience is when it comes to TNCs, right here. And, um, you know, he was with Jeff Bezos and Amazon, you know, built a company. And also he was at Microsoft previous to that. I'm... Um, you know, curious about this choice, Chris. I really am. Now, a couple of good friends of mine did immediate couple of articles. The scoop was, by the way, by Pritika Rana of uh, Wall Street Journal. Congrats, Pritika. She gets her she gets her stuff straight. And um, you know, she did ask this guy a couple of questions. And you know, last day, basically, after I sent you what I sent you. I sat there and read pretty much every article that he put a quote in as a new CEO of the company starting April 17th. And, you know, a couple of the things he said caught my eye, right? First of all, he said, um, we're in a strong second place. Uh, Mr. Vischer, I mean, breaking news, there's only two companies in the U.S. when it comes to rideshare. So being in a strong <laughs> second place shouldn't be something to boast about. But we'll give you the break on that one. Um and then, you know, he said, uh, we're just going to focus on the customer, just like I used to do at Amazon with uh, Jeff Bezos. Well, I go, what have you been focusing on then for the last 10 years, if you weren't focusing on the customer anyway? You know, started, mm -hmm. with, the, started with the pink mustache, and now you guys are here. So, you know, look, ultimately, um, I, I personally, okay, I'm going to give at the end, maybe, Chris, you know, once you put your thoughts in, I'll give you my personal opinion how this is all going to end and which we had done a couple of very you know say different segments about lift and where we think lift is going to be by the end of 2023 or early 2024 anyway it wasn't too rosy and i'm sticking with that um but uh, what do you think about this do you think uh, this is a good change do you think this is something that they had to do because the bleeding has to stop at some point right um i'm not sure what do you think about it well, I put this tree on there because oh, Lord. we talk about the the Uber and Lyft tree, uh, oh, trees, Lord. I should say. Uh, Uber is the big tree that is you know taking on many different aspects, uh, not just rideshare, but food delivery, grocery shopping, you know, package delivery, uh, pickup, drop off, a lot of different things they're looking at. 
They expanded globally. Uh, Lyft decided to be a one-trick pony and really follow in the footsteps of Uber. So the comparison was always um, that Uber was the big tree and Lyft is a little tree that never could stand on its own because it was not able to. It wasn't getting enough sunshine or anything. So to me, when I first saw that, I'm thinking, oh, the ship is going down and this is just a precursor to it. So that's why I put the dead tree right there. But when it comes down to it, the tree could potentially come back. It could get replanted. This is something that Lyft needs to do. And hopefully, Risher will have some sort of plan in place uh, with the board uh, that they will potentially transition from being an Uber shadow to being something that can stand on their own. So instead of saying Uber and Lyft, or when you think of Lyft, uh, Uber automatically comes to mind, you have to differentiate yourself between the two. And I think this would be a prime opportunity for them because they're on, they're, they're, there's a pathway coming and there's a fork on the road. One path is going to lead to Lyft's destruction and the other path could lead to their profitability, to you know the golden goose egg, to whatever you want to call it, as long as they're able to do that. So this, I think, is, is a very pivotal moment for Lyft. Yeah. And with that I, being said, I do not want to see Lyft go away. I don't either, yeah. because you need at least two in order to make it fair across the board because we have Uber, we have Lyft. If Lyft goes away, we only have Uber. And then you have small little factions of rideshare companies in cities or, you know, in different places, but there's not a big national competitor to Uber. So we need to have Lyft stay and then it just gives us another option to be able to drive on the platform. So uh, I hope that this tree that I put on uh, the screenshots for those who are watching, uh, I hope that that tree starts springing to life uh, very soon. I hope that we see some big changes coming and I hope that it's going to be good for drivers, good for passengers and good for the companies. Cause there is a possibility to do that. Uh, yeah. It's just a matter of, are they going to do that? So well, I'm gonna tell. Um, you know, this tree that you put up looks like it just got hit by lightning and uh, <laughs> it's losing limbs and arms and everything else. Pretty much. It looks like chart. Now we had wildfires. It could be the Uber Miami. tree then. There's a good point to this because we had wildfires in my neighborhood like four years ago and everything was charred and now everything is green with the rains that we had and all that stuff. So look, mm-hmm. nature will heal itself, but nature is not business, right? This company has not been run properly, in my opinion. Um, I like Uber, you know, um, and, and look, I read literally every single quote that he put out there as an incoming guy. You know, the first one that's he's him saying that we're very strong. Second place is meaningless to me because there's only two companies. So you're admitting that your last place, you're never going to get back. So what's the lift problem? Lift problem has been that, you know, and this is the quote, the macro economy is tough enough. The world is full of some uncertainty and that's a real factor for sure. And then when you zoom in one click, the competitive environment is tough. We have a very aggressive, very aggressive competitor, Mr. Richard said in an interview. This is from Wall Street Journal's interview. And he's talking about, obviously, Uber. And then he says, I think being a strong number two is a good place to be. He added, I like where we are, but we've got real work to do. Fight it out a little bit. This is like a sentence that as an incoming CEO, I wouldn't have put out because this is pretty much 
it says, you know, we have some real work to do. We are going to fight it out, but a little bit. Well, if, you, if you're going to fight it out, you're just going to fight it out. There is no little bit. It's like you're not a little bit of pregnant. You're either mm -hmm. going to fight it out or you're not going to fight it out. I mean, look, you lift decided to fight it out, Chris, last two quarters, and we know what happened, right? They lost that fight. So I read other quotes that he has come up with. He said, you know, I don't want the passenger to get in, the, in a lift car and smell like pizza meaning he's hitting upon that they're not going to get into deliveries in a serious way. They're just going to stick to that one gun, which is right chair, and continue doing it. Now, he says, we're going to put up a fight. I'm like, okay, well, you guys put up a fight, you know, last two quarters, and Uber has so many lovers to pull on them that they ate him for lunch and dinner and breakfast. So I am hoping, okay, that he has some better plan than just the usual race to zero where only the winner is the passenger, lowering fares. Because lowering fares is going to cost the drivers. I mean, look, there is no ifs and buts about it. If now my final opinion on this is a change had to be made, fine. Um, I'm not sure this guy is the change. I personally think my final two cents on this is that he was brought in because, look, a lot of founders, I've, I've seen this on Wall Street for 40 years. A lot of founders, for a lot of founders, it's very difficult to exit a company that they gave birth to because these two guys started in a tiny little 100 square foot office in San Francisco in 2008. OK, and it's very difficult for founders to basically get rid of their baby. OK, and, and you know, give it up for adoption kind of a thing. So the fact that they're doing this, I think this guy was brought in to clean house, to make the numbers look good and exit. And, and for founders, it's a difficult thing to do. And I think, you know, this guy is going to do his best. What does it mean for drivers? Again, my opinion only. I think it cannot be good news for drivers because, look, they have all the drivers that they need as far as supply because of the macroeconomic conditions. Everybody's driving. If this guy is going to really get rid of the gloves and get into a bare knuckle fight with Uber, he's going to lose. And and. When he loses, the passengers will win because, look, they're going to have to lower fares and fares are going to go lower on the passengers. Are the companies going to benefit? Probably not because, look, they've been in a race to zero for the last 10, 12 years anyway, right? We know this, the trend, the, the fare cuts and all that stuff. So to me, this guy was brought in to clean house a little bit, maybe another round of layoffs, you know, shrink the company, bring it to a point that it's sellable, actually, because at the moment, this company is mm -hmm. not sellable. It's not. Okay. Yeah. Bleeding cash. They, they would lose. They would lose on a deal big time. And I think that they're. Uh, I mean, you look at their stock price. How far it's down right now yeah. uh, from yeah. the I mean, IPO. Look, the stock went up actually. You know. Remember, I sent this to you. I said the stock is up. Like yeah, but I'm before. talking about from the IPO. It's oh, never reached the IPO. It's a seventy-two to nine now. And in fact, it broke nine yeah. today because what happened is that in the aftermarket yesterday, stock went up five percent, which was expected reaction. Today, stock went down six more percent, down to eight and change now. And you know, look, it's it's the Wall Street well, is not buying, and we'll see. Look, I am hopeful. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to a CEO, you got to be cutthroat. And let's be real, Dara is cutthroat. Yeah, he comes off as as maybe not, but in the thick of it, he's pretty cutthroat when it comes down to it. I mean, look at the decisions they've made over the years. Yeah. When you have a when you have an incoming CEO. Yeah. who is saying, I think being a strong number two is a good place to be. That's saying we're going to take it lackadaisy. That's not saying if you're first, you're last. Or, I mean, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. And that's kind of the mentality that you have to have in order for you want to have a company that's going to thrive. Yeah. 
that type of thing, I have to agree. It looks like it might be something that they're probably getting ready to, you know, try to to piece out or, you know, do something with that may not be the best. So um, that's my personal front opinion. Um, time will tell once he actually comes in, once he actually gets going and see what may change from that. We'll keep you updated on things like this, but uh, yeah, I mean, you want to have somebody that's going to come in really, uh, really pounded out. Um, now, one thing um, we'll see, but I mean, <laughs> that's look, all man, I'm going to say I, there. I think, I think, it, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing that happened. You know, it needed fresh blood. Um, I don't know what this guy's first moves are going to be. Um, again, if he does, I would not buy the stock. I would no, short I would it. Not buy the stock either. <laughs> um, you know, we've been saying that for months now, for five months. Um, but I think, yeah. I think if this is the exit strategy. This is the exit strategy for Lyft to be to be part of another company or a bigger company. Um, you know, a, a lot of people made the connection. All the guys from Amazon, maybe you know, they're going to do it with Amazon. I'm like, I don't know why Amazon. I mean, I, Amazon to this Lyft to Amazon is like a toothpick. You know, it's like it's not even going to move the needle for Amazon for what for a money losing company. Maybe you know, my 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 thought process has changed actually on the exit strategy. I think he's going to clean it up and chuck it to some private equity. And there are a couple of European companies that are coming around that we're going to talk in the next couple of weeks, um, newcomers into the game. And I think a conglomerate like that can compete better than Lyft on its own because, look, man, whatever you do, Rideshare has been a horrible business. It's not a bad business model. It's just a bad business to be in. There's not money to be made. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's proven itself that Rideshare is not. And Uber correctly, you know, put a lot of pens on different fires and, and they pull the levers and they compete hard. And the guy is right. One thing about that he said is right is that they compete hard. You're not going to mess with Uber. Oh, yeah. Uber, Uber can pull anything yep. they want on you, man, you know, because they have so many levers to pull. So, yeah. bottom so line, the only I, way they're going to be able to do it is, you know, trying to think outside the box and come up with a different strategy and differentiate between themselves and uber because you know it, it's it literally is hand in hand and that yeah. that's why the the tree metaphor is perfect for yeah. the the just the way uber and lyft operate with each other yeah um yeah. Yeah. So but, good luck to mr richard um i, yep. I don't know are we getting interviewed this, with this guy or what's happening no? i don't know i mean it'd be cool too so we'll see <laughs> and uh stay tuned if we can uh but i don't know Either way, um, yeah, we'll keep you updated on any new updates or changes, obviously. Uh, if there's anything that's going to affect drivers, uh, even passengers, we will definitely let you know, keep you posted there. So uh, if you are coming in and not subscribed, just make sure you are so you don't miss uh, what's going to happen with Lyft. But yeah. um, real quick, you know, two two sentence thing. Where do, where do you see Lyft? Do you see Lyft uh, being able to grow or, you know, is this a shop out? No, I think I think it's just a shop. I mean, this is just clean house, shop the company. Look, man, you yep. know, they tried to they're losing market share after 10, 12 years. Let's move gonna... on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we got a packed show, so um all right. Beyond so, beyond speculation, we don't really have much until he gets in. So no, um, but, you know, with we, that we, being said, look, man, we said our piece two months ago, four <laughs> months ago, you know. I'm sticking to yeah. it. I'm not changing my mind. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this is just part of the process that's gonna gonna hit that place. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, let's shift gears just a little bit and head over to the Uber side. And Uber is, um, you know, some issues with up, uh, surge with upfront fares. You know, when no. upfront yeah. fares came around, it was great because you could see the pickup, the drop off, 
the only thing is the uh, the pay got muddy because you had no idea how your pay was actually calculated. They say it's beyond time and distance and base and all that. And there's a lot of factors to include. Well, what's the factors when it comes down to it? I want to know. And I want to be paid accordingly, you know, and, and specifically. I don't want this this muddy mess anymore. And, you know, rates have shown it from the screenshots we've seen. Yeah. But when it comes to surge being included, when it comes to the comparisons that we've done with the phones next to each other uh, over the last week's show and a couple of weeks prior to that, and then we've seen a couple of screenshots, whether they're real or fake, I'm still not sure yet. Uh, but that is showing the surge that is higher than the fare offered. You know, surge was always in addition to. So yeah. it was some sort of bonus structure. But now it does not seem like that. It seems like your plus $8 surge is just jumbled mess into the overall fare itself. Yeah. Uh, so it's affecting your base rate pay uh, substantially. So yeah. if you see a plus $8 your base rate may be cut in half when it's not surging at all. Yep. Um, so this is something that we re that I, I texted Sergio on. I said, "Look, we got to talk about this. This is something that's big, yep. and this is something that we got to you know bring to light more on and really ho hone in, focus in, and see why is the base rates changing based on the surge pricing." This is something I don't get. This should still be an addition to. It should be a bonus on top of because of supply and demand. Right. Um, well, you know. So this, you, it, you pulled it, these screenshots right here if you want yeah. to give them a quick yeah. rundown. Uh, definitely, yeah. So, look, um, I do receive all these screenshots hundreds, hundreds a week. We put up the, you know, ones that we're going to talk about, obviously. So, we appreciate it. Thank you. Keep them coming. I'm not bored. Um, you know, the more ammunition we have, the better it is, Okay. Um, so here are two trips. They're both from Houston um, area, Texas, obviously. And um, this is, these are very similar trips, Chris. If you look at the time and duration of these trips and 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 the distance, very similar, mm -hmm. very very similar. Yep. I mean, seven point nine miles versus eight point six miles. You know, fifteen and a half minutes versus seventeen and a half or eighteen minutes, right? So the, the only difference in these two trips is the amount of the surge. Now, the trips got priced almost identically the same, right? 1524 up front versus 1541. Well, to uh, a newbie or, a, or an outsider, this would look perfectly normal. I mean, eight miles, 15 bucks, almost two bucks a mile, 17 minutes, nothing wrong with this, right? And then on the screenshot on the right, same thing, eight and a half miles, almost two bucks a mile, dollar and eight, a profitable trip, 15 minutes. If you do four of them, it's 60 bucks an hour, according to Uber's active hour. However, when you look at the breakdowns, right, and the amounts are the same, and this is distance and duration is practically the same, right? And they're literally mm -hmm. done the same day, Sunday, March, you know, look, 5.55 a.m. is the time requested. The other one is literally came after that at 6.30 a.m. I mean, literally, like, there, these are two trips on top of yeah, each other. Yeah, it's probably back-to-back -back for this driver. Back-to-back, yeah, -back, almost back-to-back, -back, right? So, but let's look, at, let's look at the middle screenshot first, right? Let's dissect that a little bit. So the fare, total fare upfront came in at 1524. On that trip, um, the fare was 1224 according to the algorithm, which we don't know what it entails, but I'm I'm pretty sure 70% of the fares are still time and distance. They're not admitting it, but I'm pretty sure it is. And then there was a $3 surge. So if you add the 1224 to three, it's 1524. Okay, good yep. trip, good trip, nice job. Finish the trip, boom, accept the second one at 6:30 a.m. 
Now on this one, the upfront fare was 1541. Same distance, same duration. Look at the fare. It went from $12.24 to $3.41 because mm -hmm. the kicker, the kicker was the $12 surge. Now, when the high surge kicks in, you have a high sticky surge, the algorithm is lowering the fare to an unreasonable. I mean, this is unfathomable to me, right? Imagine this. $3.41 is the fare paid on an 8.6 mile, 15 and a half minute trip. Think about this, Chris. What is that? Is that like 25 cents a mile? That would, uh, 8.6 divided by... Um, 30 cents a mile? Do, 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 do. Yeah, 30 cents. Yeah, you're getting real close to that. Yeah, so, so what I'm trying to say is that, look, man, Surge has been and always will be a veteran's fight against these algorithms because good veterans top drivers in their city know when and where it's going to surge and they position themselves correctly and it was a reward for doing so it always has been my go-to because i knew when and where it's going to surge and that's my extra bonus without them giving me a bonus because i hunted that thing down and i knew mm -hmm. what i was doing now that surge is included and the algorithm is playing this Okay, so you have high surge. I'm going to lower the fare to 30 cents a mile. Oh, you have low surge. I'm going to increase it. You know, I mean, the difference between the two fares, one trip at 1224 and 7.8 miles is like dollar and a half a mile. The other one is 30 cents a mile. So the algorithm yep. is playing this game of, I'm not going to overall pay you more, okay? Because in the old days, it would have been, you know, time and distance, miles and minutes. There was a value for miles and minutes. And you multiply and add the $12 or add the $3 to it. Now the algo is so quick, it's like lowering the fare on 30 cents on a trip versus dollar and a half on another trip because you have surge attached. Overall, they're both doable trips, but they both, they both in these, in the, in the, in the individual cases would have paid more, especially the $12 surge one, right? I mean, a $12 search trip should have been probably priced at 22 or 23 in the old days when the time and distance models were in play. So yep. this is something that we need to break to the news media. This is something that we need to break to Uber and Lyft. And this is not acceptable. Now, for again, people are going to say, Serge, you're just nitpicking. You know, this is good money. This driver made good money. I am not saying this is a dollar a minute. Of course, it's good money. Nobody's questioning that. But what I'm questioning is that why does everything have to come in this business since the day I've been involved with a string attached? Why? Mm -hmm. Surge was my extra cash. It was my reward for being a great driver, for being a veteran, and for knowing what the heck I'm doing, as opposed to brain dead and, you know, accept every trip. It was my candy. It was my sugar. Why are you messing with that? Just give me the surge. I did the work. I positioned myself correctly. Give me my money. In both cases, I'm making less. That's a given. But in the $12 search case, I'm making way less. So people just wake up to this and understand. And when, look, there is a change happening in the country, okay? There are legislatures getting involved in every single state now, six, seven, eight states that we can name. We need to bring these to legislatures' attention for the fact that mm -hmm. these people, these people have no clue how to write laws, how to say, well, this is not, um, this is unfair. You cannot lower the fare to 30 cents a mile because the surge is high, and you cannot raise the fare to $1.50 a mile because the surge is low. Just because you have the algorithm doesn't mean you just sit there and rip me off all day long.
Okay. Again, both doable chips, both profitable chips. It's not that's not the complaint. The complaint is why did I have to give up this right of hunting for my surge as opposed to now everything is being included in there? It's like a whole bundle. I'm not liking this. I am just yeah. not liking this. And the worst part of it, it's it it shouldn't play into the, the fair at all. Like the fair no. is the fair. No. That should be relatively the same. So if you're going in the middle screenshot saying the fare is twelve twenty four with a three dollar surge to get you fifteen dollars, yeah. well, you know, you're going another 0.7 miles, and you're actually yeah. going quicker because that was probably on a highway or you cut caught some green lights or something, whatever it might be there. Yeah. Um, but the fare should not be on on the following ride should not be three dollars and forty one cents for a longer distance trip. It should yeah. still be twelve twenty four. I mean, no, I mean look, a little look, bit look. more. Three dollars and forty-one surge. That's where you're getting the twenty-four dollars. Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, it's a joke. I mean, three dollars and forty-one cents. Did the computer, you know, in its wisdom, decided to pay me three dollars and forty-one cents for eight point six mile trip and fifteen minutes and thirty-four seconds worth? Really, three dollars and forty-one cents? I mean, I'm not saying this is illegal again, but I'm saying this is shady, unethical, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The search system was not broke. Why are you fixing yeah. it? Because on this chip, on this chip on the right, okay, I would have made an extra six or seven dollars, okay, because the distance is the same. Let's do this, Chris. Twelve twenty-four is a fair price for this trip, right? Because that's what the algo yeah. decided with low surge, right? Let's take that mm -hmm. twelve twenty-four and you know move it to the right column. Twelve twenty-four plus twelve. I should have gotten paid. This driver should have gotten paid twenty-three twenty-four bucks for this trip before the upfront fares kicked yep. in. I mean, mm -hmm. that's $9. If I do 10 trips and lose nine, five, eight, two, three, four, I'm like, how can I make more money? And how can they sit there and call this revenue neutral? How is this revenue neutral, people? You know, people always go like, oh, you guys complain, complain, complain. I'm like, I'm not complaining. I'm good at math. I'm figuring this stuff out. This is not cool. Well, where am I going to, you know, if I made $7 less on this trip, how am I going to make that up? How am I going to make that up, Uber? You tell me, Okay. So what yep. I'm saying is that, please, people, go to your legislatures, show these things that we show you guys. Let us be the messenger. Let us take the lead on these. There are, look, gig economy is not all bad, but there's stuff to be fixed. And this is one of the problems that we need to fix, because I, I, I think this is, un, I mean, shady at best. I'm not saying it's illegal because I haven't looked into it. Yeah, I right there with you. And like I said, this is this is something that I've been seeing quite a bit of few people complaining about and talking about um but here's the big thing if you're coming across large surge amounts are you seeing it reflected in the uh, offers that you're getting or are you seeing the offer a little bit more where the surge is being calculated within the net of the fare uh, which means that the fare is actually lowering based on the surge that they're offering yes. where again it shouldn't it should be based on in addition to, if you get a $12 surge, you have your upfront fare. Your upfront fare should be calculated based on the, the several factors that they claim, plus whatever surge amount you have. So when it comes down to it, surge really is not going to matter when it comes down to it. So this is becoming one of those more gamifications, gamifications yes. that they're using to the advantage yes. because they're putting in pretty lights and making it orange and red and Yes. Oh my God, these high numbers, $12, $10, $18. Exactly. 
exactly. but in actuality, are you really seeing that? You hit so this is something head. that you got to really watch out for. And this is you something, the again, you, 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 the, the longer you're doing this, the, the more you see, the more you're going to realize that this is not right. This is bullshit. And, you know, this is something that needs to be nipped in the ass before it gets beyond what it is right now. Yeah, because I mean, if you know I what? truly, if, if I truly see a negative ride, uh, meaning a negative fare, oh, you better believe I'll be going to everybody I know in the news industry if I see it personally. I can't say, again, I don't know if those are true or not, but um, yeah, I'm not paying to take somebody to get surge. Yeah, no, I mean, look, you need the nail on the head then, you know, okay, we, we talked about this gamification, gamification, reinforcement of, you know, you know, stuff that drivers do, training puppies, all that good stuff, right? This goes exactly to what Vina Dubal wrote, by the way, which was the algorithmic wage management, because the algorithm is deciding that the same distance and duration trip is on one trip is worth only $3.34, but on the other one is worth $12.24. All right, pretty massive difference here, right? And then if I'm not going to get the surge extra, okay, why are you showing me a surge map? Just send me the trip, just $15.54. Don't piss me off. Don't send me, you know, surge included or blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, okay, just show me the $15.54. That's it. Yep. But you make this, and then this the other thing too. You, you, you set me up for a fool. You make this this obvious, that's all, surge is included. One is 12, that's why your fare is 334. The other one is three, that's why your fare is 12. I'm like, if that's not illegal, that's goddamn shady, bro. I'm like, yeah. don't, and then don't if you think about it, a $12 surge on the multiplier would probably be about, I would say probably around the, th the three X. Would I, I mean, be, be accurate to say? A little probably bit be about three X. because it's so, an eight mile trip. I mean, it's a two X. Just you know. okay, either way, just imagine what the passenger's paying yeah. because they're still paying a multiplier surge yeah. on that same trip where they're not calculating the surge within the fare, they're they're just adding it in addition to. So they're probably paying, you know, 50% or more yeah. towards Uber getting that fare versus the driver. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, look, this, oh. the, the, we know this for a fact, people. I mean, this is not BS that uh, on the back end, the passenger is getting charged with the old multiplier. There is no sticky for yep. the passenger, okay? So that's another fucking, excuse my language, arbitrage that's going on. Charge the passenger with the multiplier, pay you the sticky flat. I'm like, I mean, look at these trends that we're living through for the last six, seven, eight years, okay? Everything is this game that we have to play. This is not that difficult mm -hmm. of a businessman. That's why Lyft, you are where you are, right? What was broken in the system that you had to change from prime time now to this that we have, we're living with? Or Uber from multiplier to like, you know, $1.20 surge, $1.50 sticky surge, and you have to be under it to get it, over it, not to get it. I mean, come on, man. This is not that difficult, man. Maybe that's why you guys are losing your asses on every goddamn trip. I mean, seriously, you're not pricing trips maybe correctly still. But that's not my concern. My concern is drivers. Drivers, listen, though both trips are doable. I'm not talking about that. But why, if it ain't broke, don't change it. Obviously, in their mind, it was broke. Now I have to bundle it. You know what? You know what? This is a precursor of Chris. And I know this is going to happen and people are going to go, oh, look what they're doing now. Pretty soon, quests are going to be included. Boost is going to be, boost is already included. Well, okay? that's that's what John well, Zimmer, wait, wait, Zimmer where said. Where does this end? John Zimmer already said that. Yeah. He said yeah. that in the well, interview with Harry. He's gone. So. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. So it, who knows if that's going to be the case? It might be, and it might become quicker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what they were talking about already. So Keep pushing. you know, the reality of the situation is you, you got to be more vigilant on the rides that you're taking and what you're seeing because, yeah. again, that that what what Sergio's got above his head. Uh, again, know your worth. So um, you want to make sure you know your worth, and and that's what it comes down to. Anyway. So. All right. Um, you know, if anybody's got questions on that, or if you got screenshots. Uh, then please send it to Sergio, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com uh, with these different screenshots. If you have something that's got a high surge and the fare looks real low, uh, send it with a comparison, comparable ride, um, something that's going to be, you know, same distance, same time type thing. Uh, so we can actually kind of break down and show the numbers side by side like that. So again, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. All right, let's switch it up a little bit. Let us talk about something that Uber is sending out to drivers. And this is in-app messages regarding some safety. It's always yeah. good to be reminded of safety when it comes down to it. Yeah, well, look, um, so. yeah, I mean, this is from my app. All these are from my app. I got bombarded last week with all these in-app messages, <laughs> right? As if I have a choice, but I just click on it, read it anyway. Look, yeah, you know, look, man. Honestly, you know, every time I read these occurrences, which we're going to talk about and, you know, later... Um, you know, carjacking, stabbings, killings, whatever on the drivers. Okay. I, I'm just kind of numb to it at this point because it's happening so much now that I go like, Oh, there's another one. Just like there was a, you know, another 138th mass shooting in this country in 2023 already yesterday, you know, when the cycle went in and killed a bunch of kids and, and got into a gunfight. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is not about politics. This is about safety. We always tell you people, okay? Forget what Uber is telling you. Had your head on a swivel. You're on your own out there. All the bells and whistles and buttons and ADT buttons and all the stuff in the app is not going to save your ass, man. You are out there on your own, okay? And then if you look at these things, look, Uber. I don't remember Uber sending me this ever about safety. They send you all the other stuff. Oh, look, you can earn 28 bucks between 2 a.m. and 3 p.m. or whatever the heck it is. These are coming because now they're like kind of freaking out that this is happening way too often. This, okay. Honestly, this looks like a video that was made recently uh, yeah. on safety. Yeah. Yeah. Be aware of your surroundings. Travel light. Keep moving. What take your keys video? with you. What did that Park video? and well lit. I did that. Yeah, I uh, visible areas. <laughs> Review safety features available in the app. Trust your instincts and it's not worth it. Um, where's Carrie if you want? No, don't be there. Are, are they, I think that uh, Uber, you got to get into that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, look, you know, like we, all these, all these things that they put in the app is just in the app. You are on your own. Protect mm -hmm. your behind. Cancel at any time. Forget about worrying, getting deactivated because your cancellation rate is this, your acceptance rate is that. Your life is worth a lot more. Please, people. Plus, we had the we had the display ride last week. Dash cam is a must. Yes, they may get in the car somehow. You know, they may look fine. You put them in your car and then stuff goes sideways. It happens all the time. It happened twice last week. And both drivers rest their dressed in peace. They're gone. I'm like, right? I mean, I I I I'm honestly, you know, I I haven't told you this, Chris. I'm I'm okay. I got cast for like a gig economy documentary that a very famous director is doing it's going to shoot on the 14th and they said you would make a great character in it let's just put you in it i go like sure 
<laughs> this I'm not joking that they're gonna shoot it shoot at my house all day long. Okay. Oh, so nice. okay. I'm like, all right. And the guy goes, you know who's gonna watch this? All the politicians in Washington, all the politicians, local legislatures. That's what we're doing this for. I'm like, well, they're gonna hear a mouthful because here I come. Because ain't, I'm just gonna pull punches. I'm telling you this. This is one thing driver is asking for. One, one single thing. More scrutiny on onboarding passengers, man. They must upload a goddamn valid government ID. That's mm -hmm. it. That's all we're asking for, man. I mean, is this 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 difficult? We're in the most selfie happy society on the planet, man. You're taking 12 pictures of yourself every single minute, man. Just put a goddamn ID them, when, yeah. you're, when you're becoming a passenger. That's it. I agree. I mean, right there would solve quite a bit. And then, you know, the biggest thing is uh, if it, the other thing I think they should have is picture of the of the person. So, you know, who's getting in your car. Um, and then when it comes down to guest rides or something like that, it has to be known to the driver. Hey, driver, there's a guest ride. This is who's coming on. And then, you know, the person, the account holder is responsible if anything does happen. But they're able to to still know and and find that particular person in the event something bad happens. So um, again, this is going to come down to you know these these are good good things right here to have and to to like remind yourself on. But it's going to come down to you. You need to take care of yourself and whatever you need to do to make yourself feel more protected. Uh, do that because nobody else is going to be in the car besides you just be smart about things when it comes down to it yeah. um you know especially at night when you're driving if you're in a uh, you know an area that you're not familiar with or a high crime area um and you're there and you're sitting or whatever it might be waiting for a passenger to come or you know waiting for the next ride to come you know always be you know head on a swivel stick looking around seeing what's going on um are is the group of people over there is there a problem are they looking at you um Again, your gut is going to know a lot when it comes down to it and trust yeah. it. So the biggest thing is when you got a light sitting underneath you and you can kind of see out. And then if you have to take off real quick, make sure you're not parked in front of somebody or, or make sure something's not parked in front of you or right behind you so you can get right out if you need to. Yeah. Uh, and again, just more importance of having dash cam to be able to record anything that may particularly be going down at that particular moment. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, can you, you know what, honestly, man, I'm, 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 I know you guys are watching this Uber and Lyft and, and whoever you are. Okay. Give me one single reason, one, that a passenger cannot upload a verifiable government ID, period. One reason. What is it? <laughs> They're not going to order trips. We're not asking for background checks. I mean, I get it. The golden goose laid the golden egg. I get all that. But ID is still not done. Don't come to me and say, oh, we're verifying emails on debit cards and da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm, I'm not talking about that, man. All existing. You have 132 million MAUs, monthly active users, on your platform. Why don't, why don't you just send them a message just like you sent me a message in my app? Say, please upload a verifiable ID. How about that? Is that too much to ask for? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Okay, there you go. Oh, and you know, hey, I don't need it on my end as driver. I don't need it. As long as it's on file, as long as there, if there's a report that goes in, if the police have some sort of issue and need to know, there's gotta be something that's better. Absolutely.
Yeah, I'm feeling better. So, there you go. All right. So let, let's lighten it up a little bit, I guess, kind of. Um, even though we're going into the next round of messages that Sergio had gotten. Uh, you, you just went blasted uh, when it comes to <laughs> the messages that they're giving you, uh, which is not a bad thing. It's really no, I'm, actually I'm a good it. thing uh, it. when it comes down to it. Because, again, it's something that you should be knowing in your mind. Um, and I don't know if they're going back in old videos, if they're watching Show Me the Money Club or not and coming up with this. Yeah, but I'm... again, you know, if you want me as a consultant, uh, I'm sure we could work something out. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, let's talk about the uh, covering for scams and watching out for scams and knowing uh, what to watch out for on particular scams coming up. And I got to say, I was looking at some of these screenshots and, you know, they were they were quick, but they were also thorough on some of the information that they were giving so it was actually good to see so i have to give them you know a little bit around there because uh that is something that's good i'll take the beer whoever's a fenestrator dr fenestrator i'll take the beer um no i need tequila because i'm like uh, i'm overwhelmed <laughs> no, I'm, seriously i'm overwhelmed with all this shit um here we go okay so okay there was a, in fact i spoke to la times on the 23rd halfway to my son's birthday party i was like can you talk to me about this 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 uh, scam that's going on? I'm like, it's going on, but they're, the scammers are improving their game for sure, okay? Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. The latest scam was, okay, and, and Uber immediately sends this now after the scam happened because it got media play. When, when, look, when they get negative media play, these these things show up in my on my phone. Like, you know, two drivers got killed yep. last week, one in my neighborhood, one in my backyard, literally, and I was like, holy shit. And look enough, I get the, you know, in-app message. And this one got media play. This poor driver had done his 4,000th trip. This is another gripe of mine. When passenger orders a damn trip, they know everything about the driver except their underwear color. They probably know that too. They know the license plate, what kind of car you're driving, how many trips you have, what your rating is. I'm telling you, man, they know your name. They know, look at your picture. They know everything about you. What do I know about the passenger? Not a goddamn thing. Maybe potentially a fake name and their rating. That's and where to pick them up. Other than that, I don't know anything. Okay, but let's go with that. So this guy, the new scam, as we know, is uh, so you know the passenger. I mean, the driver gets a request. They accept halfway there. The you know it gets canceled. Phone call comes in from a two one three number in LA. That's I know it's Uber. And the scammers are really really improved their game now. They call you. They like, was Uber support. I go, okay, well, you don't know. Like the guy had just done his 4,000th trip, by the way, 4,000. And they know exactly because it shows the count shows when the passenger orders a trip. They know it's their 4,000th trip, right? There we go. And then the guy goes, congratulations, you did your 4,000th trip. We're going to, you know, we're going to give you some money because the trip, the passenger canceled. But, on, you know, we want to reward you for a great job. Well done. We just need your information. And this poor driver gave him the information and they took 900 bucks out mm. of his pocket. Yep. I'm going like... Okay, look, we all say this, we all talk about this, we don't want to make this political, but look, there are a lot of immigrants in this country who are driving for Uber and Lyft who have no language capabilities, English capabilities, as well as mine and Chris's, okay? We have a lot of people who are driving who are scared, they don't want to lose their job, and when they get a call from the boss, which is Uber, they go, yeah, here's my confirmation, go ahead, go ahead, they don't know any of these rules and laws, and I'm, I'm not sure if they got pushed this information in their app. To be honest with you, and even if they did, if they can read it and understand it, what not to do? For a fact that Uber actually does a decent job saying that Uber support will never, ever, 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 ever call you. Period. No. The no, only the only time they will call you is this. It's a fact given. I have spoken to this. I have gone through it myself. 
There is a gyroscope in your phone. When you get, come to a sudden stop, Uber knows you got in a crash or something happened, and they will give you a call. Safety team will. Mm -hmm. But that's not Uber support. That's same thing. Support. Same thing. If you make a safety report, they'll call right. you. But otherwise, um, if, that if you guys get a phone call from saying I'm Uber or I'm God, I'm Derek Oshoshai, I am whoever I am. They go, <laughs> you go f yourself and hang up on them. Or tell them, yep. I especially, will call you back. Especially if you're online and For taking God a ride. Especially if you see the, the ride that says Uber support, which, you know, they're, they're supposed to be changing, but we're still seeing fake names. We have more later. Uh, but if you see like Uber support or anything like that, um, yeah, it's, it's a scam. And we've talked yeah. about that. But when it comes to the in-app notifications, this is, again, something that is need to be known to all drivers. So not just in-app notifications, but, you know, emails need to go out from Uber uh, and even Lyft and other companies like DoorDash, where this support scam is happening all over. And it's, I mean, it's beyond rideshare, it's beyond food delivery, but, you know, we're, we're the rideshare guys, so we're going to be talking about, you know, the gig economy apps over, you know, Netflix or Amazon or any of those. You want that? Go to my other channel, Scammer Jammer. But um, when it comes to these in-app notifications, what you see uh, on the first screenshot, uh, it's saying ensure your personal information is safe. So keep your personal information you already gave your information signing up. You don't need to verify anything ever again. Uh, and it says protect your ID and your money against phishing scams. Fraudulent actors may attempt to fish or collect sensitive account information, which can lead result to identity theft and stolen earnings. Uber reps will never ask you to send sensitive information, such as a code or your login information, to verify your identity via text message, email, or phone call. So that is good to see because that is true. It says three ways to help protect your account. Never share the following information via text or email. Codes received from Uber. The reason is because they're trying to use your information to get that code, and then you verify that code, and then they're typing it in, and that's how they're able to get you. Phone number. Don't do that. Another thing that you need to do, if you have a voicemail that says, hi, you have reached number, 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 take your number off and make a custom uh, thing. Because if you are on the app, and somebody tries calling you, it's going to go to voicemail if you let it. If it says your phone number, bam, they got your phone number without asking. So please change your phone number or your voicemail to not have the phone number included. People calling you, just say, hey, this is Chris. This is Sergio. Not here right now. Call you later uh, or leave a message or something like that. Uh, don't give out email address, password or passcode. Definitely not. Uh, no ID information. Do not give out an SSN. Uh, or social insurance number, uh, and no photos either. Um, Uber does not need that information, nor will request it. The only time they will request a photo of yourself is when you're trying to go online, and they say, hey, you need a photo verification, but that is in-app, not through Uber support or fake support. Um, so it says then, do not allow anyone to use or access your account or device. Don't give somebody your phone. If they say, oh, my phone died, can I borrow your phone to call somebody? Do not do it your app is open, they can easily get in and change the information. Very quick and very simple to do. So please don't do that. Uh, then also always use unique passwords on all online accounts. Do not use your Uber password for any other accounts. That's just safe practice. Please be doing that right now. And then, you know, this is one, one thing, next screenshot right here, the common phishing scams. I like this because they actually break down some of the ones that are out there. So it calls text claiming to be Uber support and providing bonuses or services, not scam. Text threatening account deactivation while on the app, scam. Demands to change or add banking information, 
100% scam. Texts that come from an account claiming to be Uber asking for personal information for you or your account, scam. Texts that promise a reward for picking up a VIP rider or government official, scam. Text asking for any personal information for account verification, scam. Please share this with all your uh, friends who are driving rideshare. Anybody who's thinking about driving rideshare, same thing. Send it to your food delivery drivers as well too. Uh, because these types of scams are happening across all platforms. And they're essentially trying to go after your money because uh, that's the easiest pickings because they can do instant cash out back into their accounts. And it's actually pretty hard to try to mess with, uh, or I'm sorry, to, to get back. You may get it back, you may not, but please uh, do your due diligence, be smart. Do not worry about a fake Uber support. Don't think it's real. Uh, again, please see this. And, and Uber, if you're watching, push this out over and over again until people are actually sick of it and then continue pushing it out push because this, this is out. something that people need to see push, push this out in different languages okay you have many 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 immigrants who do not read english or can speak english okay push this out in their native languages push it out if you have an armenian push it out in armenian i know you can do it if it's hispanic push it out in spanish if it's in you know filipino whatever it is korean whatever it is you need to you, this this is something that's really really you know, these, these scammers are upping their game every time, you know, and look, I mean, I, I, if, if look, man, if I, if this is the only job I could hold down and then this is the only money I can make by driving Uber. Okay. And, and I get a call from Uber and I don't know my rights or I don't know anything. And even if I'm a, not a newbie, full-time veteran, whatever, uh, you know, I'm going to panic and I'm going to give you my information because this is my livelihood because it could end. And, and, you know, especially these, these scammers know this stuff. They improve their game all the time. And, and you know, please, people, don't fall for this. The guy lost 900 bucks. That was his weekly earnings, probably. Now, if he had rent yeah. coming, you know, he's screwed. I mean, I'm like, hey, you know. Yeah. You, you can't well, I'm pretty sure that Uber does push out these notifications in the app's language. So if you have it in Spanish, it's going to come in in Spanish. Uh, it just is going to depend on, you know, yeah. what language is set up. So yeah. high, high probability that they are doing it in multiple languages if you're not. You know, again, Uber, please do that. Um, just so then, again, people are not uh, losing money, losing uh, identity issues, uh, having identity theft, anything like that. Uh, when it comes to scams, it's you, you got to protect yourself again. And, you know, there are a lot of bad actors out there. You know, the economy is not in a great position. So you're going to have more people trying to use opportunity to be able to pull off scams. And they're using their time, their timing and opportunity. And that's exactly what's happening. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. And this is uh, another another uh, thing that Uber is announcing and sending messages to. But this is to help you earn more tips or more bigger you know, tips. Honestly, I could, I could, I swear to God, I, I, you know, either they're reading the blog, okay, because there are articles about <laughs> this. And Jeff, are you here, Jeff? Because we're going to talk about you at the end, okay? You know, shame on you, drivers, to pound this amazing human being into pulp after the video came out. But we're going to talk about that later. But this is pretty, pretty much this is pretty much Jeff's freaking pointers here in his article because he's a top oh, tip yeah. getter, one of the top tip getters. Mike, look what it says right up there. Go the extra mile. Ooh, what do we have, Chris? Wait, Go the extra mile. The, sunshine isn't that award. the show me the extra mile sunshine I award? Mean, I, 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 when you sent me this, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, 
they're watching the show. They're watching uh, Sunshine Man. What are they? What are they doing? I'm serious, <laughs> bro. You know what? We're doing free work here. You know, I got a lot of emails. By the way, he goes, you know, okay, I'm gonna squeeze this real in here. People, don't panic. You know, I got blamed. You know what I got blamed for? You know how I told everybody, look at the passenger app to see how many drivers are around you. Last week, yeah. they took it away. They took mm. it away. But guess what? Mm. Yeah, they took it away. But I found another way. So people, don't panic. They didn't take it away. All you have to do is enter a destination. Click. Yeah. You don't have to order the trip. Zoom out. All the drivers are still around you. Bro, Uber, you can Look, man, you guys are smart, okay? But not smarter than me. I'm telling you, you guys have been trying to find loopholes, close loopholes. Every time one of your engineers closes a loophole, I will find another loophole. Loopholes are there to be found. And I played the crap mm -hmm. out of my app, and I will find it all. So don't worry about it, drivers. Just do what I just said. So this is exactly what Jeff keeps saying. This was in the goddamn video, how he gets tips. And sure enough, Jeff, there you go. I think we all are going to get hired by Uber. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> look, look, here. Hey, Uber, I don't work for free. That's Consulting true, fee. <laughs> there you go. Look um, at this. This is all. This is all Jeff right here. Sunshine man right here. Yep. So ju just uh, for those who are listening, uh, it's it's talking about little ways to get bigger tips. Uh, it's six techniques that may bring bigger tips. One, go the extra mile. And again, when I saw that, I thought, show me the extra mile sunshine award, being a good person and kind of going above and beyond on certain things. But um, I thought that immediately when I saw that, I'm laughing. Um, number two, keep it professional. Number three, tidy your ride, keep it clean. Uh, number four, take music requests. Uh, I don't know. Five, let the conversation come naturally. That's something that people just need to know in general. If you're a driver, don't try to start a conversation. Don't try Never. to do things uh, to do that because then you're going to get that little notification that says uh, you made the rider feel uncomfortable uh, and and you're going to oh. be like, why? What happened? I was just trying to talk. And that's exactly yeah. what's happening. Uh, so let them talk. If they want to talk, cool. You know, say, hey, hello, how are you? You know, you're going to kind of catch the vibe at that point and see if they're going to want to talk. I've had somebody who came in, they didn't want to talk at all. And then, you know, about five, six minutes into the ride, they wouldn't shut the F up. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it just might be that awkwardness at the beginning. You know, just just take a cue from them. And if they don't want to talk, don't talk. If they want to talk, you know, they're going to talk. So read the room. Really? Read the room. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Read the car. Uh, yeah. And then I mean, double check know, the like, destination was the sixth. Yeah. So all comics, um, all comics do it. All comics do it. They get out, they read the room, and then the jokes go after that. If you if this guy is gonna wants to sh shut you up, just shut up and drive. If you want to talk, talk. But you know what? I know many drivers who just kind of jibber jabber, jibber jabber. I'm like, shut up, bro. I'm trying to get to work. I'm like, my head hurts. <laughs> shut up, right? So, and then a couple of people are concerned that I'm too fired up today. Who's that, Vinny? Uh, Vinny? No, I'm I'm actually almost back to real health, so it's all good. Um, so there you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you know, you guys can't close loopholes, man. You just can't. You know, uh -huh. it's not gonna work. What does it say? Lift some more <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, we're here to help, man. We don't want Lyft to go away. We, I mean, yeah. we, we're glad the pink mustache is gone for good because they were the originators. <laughs> those, two, those two were the originators of the pink mustache. So yep. it's gone for good now. And pinky swear hopefully <laughs> is gone for good. You know, let's be more professional. Let's just graduate to high school. There we go. So. Yeah, either way, uh, big thing when it comes down to tips, just, you know, doing a couple extra things definitely can help um it's just funny though that all of a sudden all these notifications are being pushed 
And it's something that, yeah, I mean, it should be continually pushed. The scams, obviously, I think should be pushed the most. Yep. Safety should be pushed the most. Uh, yep. When it comes to the little ways to get bigger tips, you know, this this is something that I think, uh, you know, Rideshare guys put out quite a bit. And whether it's on the, the article side, the blog side, on the, the website, or in the videos, you know, that's why, you know, this is something that people should be watching and listening and reading um, just so they are better drivers and they are making more money out there um, and coming down to it. Which uh, brings us to a whole nother thing. And we're going Ooh. to let you know right now exactly what that is. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Money Hungry. My name is Zach. And I'm Kim. Today, we're going to cover a wide range of topics, ranging from the weird to the controversial. Speaking of controversial, so we're going to get right into the topic of today. So I got an order on DoorDash the other day that I actually thought I would share with you guys because a new feature that is basically for the driver and for the customer rolled out in my area. And I actually wanted to see if you guys had it roll out yet to your area as well. So I got an order the other day and it was regular diamond order, which by the way, diamond just came to my area like two weeks ago. So it's new, but $7.75. No ad sign. So it was supposed to stay $7.75. So got the delivery, dropped it off and it went up to $12.75. I'm like, um, hello. That's awesome. And I'm like, where, where did that come from? But I, I wasn't gonna knock it because it's $12.75. Right after drop off, I get the text message saying I got an extra $5 tip. So the customer was able to add on a tip after delivery. Well, I guess it was before delivery considering I knew what the payout was when it came, but maybe it was after they actually placed the order, which I think is weird altogether, but I was happy. I got an extra $5. Who wouldn't be happy about $5? But I'm like, ooh, this is a new feature, one of probably many tests that DoorDash does, but as a driver, I was happy about it. Have you seen this in your area yet? So, okay, I've got some thoughts about this. Uh, my market was actually one of the first in the entire country to get the Diamond Zone. I got it months before most markets did. So I got the chance to reset my acceptance rates, uh, which they never ended up actually resetting my acceptance rate. They just tossed me into the program and said, best of luck. So. Let, let's let's analyze this order quickly. So it is two items, 1.5 miles for 7.75. I mean, obviously that's not a bad order to begin with, right? I'm, I probably would have taken that assuming that it's not some really slow restaurant, but I, I've got some thoughts about the tip after delivery and uh, I wanna run my ideas past you. Now, I wanna talk for a moment about what is going on in Baton Rouge. Have you heard about this? Um, I semi heard about it, but I want to learn more. So the customers in Baton Rouge are only 
being given the option to tip once the order is picked up. So they cannot pre-tip anymore. And I've talked to several drivers in Baton Rouge, and they say this is completely killing their income. It's like tips are just not a thing anymore. And what DoorDash has been doing is they've been adding like five and six dollar peak pay to kind of make up for the fact that there's no tips. But realistically, how long is it before that six dollar peak pay becomes five and then four and then three, so on and so forth? But I'm thinking from a business perspective that to me from DoorDash, like that makes no sense. Why would you not want the customer to tip? Because it's not coming out of their bottom line. It's coming out of the customer's pocket where DoorDash is now throwing peak pays at people and at drivers to get them delivered. So they're now losing money opposed to the customer actually paying the tip like business wise. Like to me, that's just that's not good business. So I see it differently. I'm I'm assuming that you've ordered from DoorDash before, right? Yes. That is expensive, right? It is. You're you're going through and you're selecting your your items that you're ordering and you're like, okay, it's only like 22 bucks, you know, I'm going to feed me and my kid for 22 bucks, right? But then you get to the checkout screen and it's like, oh, wow, that's not actually 22 bucks. It's like $43. So in my opinion, what DoorDash is trying to do is limit the sticker shock with uh, adding additional cost to the customer with tips. So they're, they're like giving them the, uh, the uh, you know, they're, they're giving them the don't feel bad, you can do it after option, knowing that most customers probably aren't going to. So I think that this is uh, not beneficial for DoorDash for sure, because I think a lot of uh, orders are just gonna sit now. Yeah. But it's definitely not beneficial for drivers in my opinion. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I like to be positive as much as I possibly can, but, I can definitely see the downfall in like, I feel like it's the age old debate, you know, customer versus driver. I feel like we're always, you know, kind of debating each other, the customer who they're going to tip whatever they want to tip, even if they don't tip at all, like they're still going to do whatever they want to do. They're not going to be okay with someone forcing them to tip or a specific amount. No one likes to be forced to do something, but on the same time, it's now forcing the driver really not to get a tip either. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of no tip prior. I just think it it could end in a disaster, not for the customer. The customer is just not spending the money, but for the driver, yeah, you, you can really lose some major income, especially if I mean we're all in this to make money. We're all in this to do, whether it's full-time, part-time, like our role is to make money. (laughs) We're not meals on wheels. Yeah. (laughs) A moment ago, you said it's the classic driver versus customer. I feel like that perfectly brings us into our next subject. Yeah, Uh, it is a very good segue. What oh snap! What? Oh snap! What was that? What, what was that? F is going on? Seriously, <laughs> I mean seriously now. I mean we've been doing this for almost a year now. We don't have that background. We don't have the graphics. <laughs> wait, we wait. Don't have the wait. What, what, what's this? What's this? That's what's this? The, 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 look at their shit. That that was dollar signs flying. 
that what they had the counter. I see dollar signs. <laughs> had all the stuff happening. I'm like, I'm, bro, I'm jealous, bro. He's like, come on, man. We'll put this thing on the oh. map, bro. Come on, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> By the way, well, either yeah, way, uh, we want to say Kim and Zach have a new show coming on the Rideshare Guys starting next week on Wednesday. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you're at a different time zone, well, it's at that time. So uh, if you're not subscribed, make sure you are. Uh, that is going to be dealing with food delivery, last mile delivery, and that side of things when it comes to the gig economy. So Kim and Zach, congrats on that. I see them in the uh, uh, chat here. Uh, yeah, see, they, they, they see the new graphics. Oh, so you have, to, you have to put me in the narrow <laughs> narrow band put me in the narrow band there you go. like that yeah I like that yeah you like that well yeah, I, like I wanted that. to show the uh um the, you know the, the new banner there because okay. we no, got no, our no, new no, banner. What, what here's the deal okay I, I i i know obviously this was coming but um so you know kim and zach you know i think they're like gonna make a good couple obviously dynamic duo right but guess what zach I'm on a, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to heckle the crap out of you on the first live, okay? So get ready, <laughs> buddy. Get ready. Well, like, Kim, uh, Kim, they Kim are actually, they are know, doing I, a live. Kidding. Yeah, I'm okay. So, you know, see this last comment, Nathaniel E, right? That's the guy that put our song. You missed your song, Nathaniel. We opened with your song, bro. That's Nathaniel. <laughs> Who said right we weren't going to have it on later? Oh, Who said maybe. we weren't going to have it on later? To close it, we should have it. <laughs> Yeah, money. Well, money either way, either way, um, hold on. All right, either way, uh, yes, Kim and Zach are going to be doing a show called Money Hungry, dealing with food delivery, last mile delivery, starting next week, Wednesday, here on the Rideshare Guy, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Both Kim and Zach are going to be doing a live stream on their channels uh, right after this show at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. So if you want to check that out after we're done wrapped up with the show, by all means, head over there and check it out. Uh, either way, going to be pretty good. So, heckling starts early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could start it uh, this week, or I mean, uh, later on today. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, well please tune into that. Just like you supported us for a year, and look where we are. Right? We wouldn't have imagined being here. Support the, you know, support the children of RSG, <laughs> and you know, you <laughs> the know, newer, the newbies. Yeah, the newbies, they're all both on their own are wonderful, but I think together they're gonna make like an amazing, you know, fireworks over there. And you know, hey, you know, we're all about like pivoting and we're like the gig economy channel now. We're just not right share. So the old guy will do right share and then the new new newbies will do the new stuff. But you know, whatever. So here we go. Congrats, Kim and Zach. We'll see you guys next week. Please tune in to their live. Money hungry. So it's going to be a good show, but let's uh, move on. You know, we talked about a little bit when it came to safety and some things like that. Um, and, you know, something, unfortunately, that's happening more and more, and you're seeing it in the news all the time. Uh, yeah. So this is a Uber driver who was shot and killed um, recently. And, you know, this is, again, happening more and more, way too much, uh, and shouldn't be happening and, you know, this probably is part of the reason why Uber had put out some of their safety uh, measures that we just talked about a little bit ago. And uh, we need to uh, make sure that, you know, people are safe out there. Um, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, Sergio. I, you know what? 
I mean, this this broke my heart more than they're all horrible. Okay, every time you you know an Uber driver or Lyft driver gets shot and killed, I mean, there's what, what can you say other than hang my head and go, was it avoidable? Not sure. What else could be done? I don't know, honestly. I mean, I just said my piece as far as passengers uploading, you know, their IDs. Could that have prevented this potentially? Look, man, this is a thirty-year, thirty-eight-year-old young man. You know, he had been in tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Everything is blown up around him. He doesn't die there, but comes and gets killed by two thugs. Afterwards, they stole his car. This is in Linwood, California, which is literally like goddamn close. And 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 I'm like, you know, they pull him into a Seven Eleven with a as a gas station, and then you know they they shot him to death and took his car. And I'm like. I, I don't know what else to say other than my condolences to the family. The guy's a you know veteran of two wars. He doesn't get killed there. He gets killed in his backyard. He has two kids, one baby, tiny one, and maybe a couple of three, four-year-old. Wife is there. I mean, you know, this is happening too often. I'm sick and tired of this. I am so sick and tired of hearing these. And there was another one that happened in, in uh, uh, New Orleans, and, and we didn't, I didn't have time to put the screenshots on that, so... Rest in peace on that one to the Lyft driver as well. That was an 18 or 19-year-old who shot that guy. What the hell is going on in our society? I don't know, okay? But if there is a straight line to be made between this wonderful human being who fought for his country to get killed in his own backyard and because there was some safety issues that these guys maybe shouldn't have even been on the app and then, you know, I'm, I don't want to make speculate, but look, they weren't. The legit passengers, these two thugs got picked up by this guy at 2 a.m. And then, you know, they pulled him into a 7-Eleven and they shot him to, to death. And I'm like, what can we do? We need to push. We need to push for more safety. Look, man, once the guy is in the car and they know they're going to cause some harm to you, the game is over at that point. I mean, that really is. The idea is not to put these people in the car at the first place. A little bit more scrutiny, Uber. A little bit more scrutiny to onboard your passengers, man. Please. We need more safety on the passenger onboarding of these thugs. They should not be in our cars. Is it directly related? Of course it is, because these, these two thugs wanted to kill somebody, and this poor guy was the victim. And guess what? It's so easy now. You call your victim to you because there is Uber and Lyft. You call your, literally, you call your victim to you. You go like, oh, you're the chosen one. We're going to kill you today. And this guy, now two kids. And, you know, I don't push over these things. But on the next screenshot, Chris, you know, there is a GoFundMe page. I don't push for these things. But on this one, you know, they were going to raise 20. It's up to 21. I, I put my share in it. Please, if you guys can, spare a few dollars. Please go to his... Fund me, go fund me page to Aaron Orozco's go fund me page and donate whatever you can because I, I am sick and tired of this. I'm I'm just heartbroken and sick and tired of this. And again, right after this, I got that push in my app with the Uber safety features. Like, watch out for yourself, do this, do that. I'm like, yeah, but if you're going to allow these passengers to get on the platform willy nilly, bro, I just, you know, let's just nip it in the bud. Let's do it there. Let's start there. Let's start there, okay, Uber, okay, Lyft, because I, I, I'm just, like, sick of these, just sick. So let's just 
if it's avoidable Uber Lyft, I mean, you have all the technology, man. You cannot just, just ask your passenger to upload valid ID, man. I mean, that's all. Yep. Just let's start there. Small steps. But let's start somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, again, condolences to the family. And if you can show your support on that GoFundMe, uh, again, it's uh, beloved husband, father, uh, Aaron Orozco. I don't have the link. You didn't send me that. So if you give me the link, I'll put it in the show notes. You guys can check that out later. Um, but yeah, we don't have, well, I don't have the can, link. You can Google, you can Google GoFundMe page for William Orozco and then, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, they'll get it. But, you know, I, 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 please Uber, just, I mean, you know, I'm not begging you guys. This is something you guys need to do. And if this is, this is, is this something that could be done through the legislature's body, man, I'm all behind this. I'm going to push for this. There aren't too many things that I want to push for. Obviously, I want to push for this because, you know, I want to push. Look, there, there is a lot of stuff that's going to happen next two, three months. OK, by the way, as you know, Chris knows, I'm interviewing, you know, Stephanie Vigil tomorrow for the channel. She is the one that is a House member now in Denver, wrote the bill in Colorado. I'm going to interview it and we're going to put it out there for you guys tomorrow. And you know what? She was a door dasher for three years, so she knows. So I better have these laws written for safety, for background checks, for deactivations by people who have actually done the work, as opposed to some lobbyist going and talking to, you know, the senator or the or the house member saying that, oh, this is what the drivers need. No, get in the car and do your shit. And then maybe you have a right to write something to protect me. So there you go. But, you know, hey, Mike, um, I'm sick well, of it. I think that uh, I think that's a great segment or a segue to the next topic, which is talking about the uh, uh -huh. Uber and Lyft drivers, Instacart, uh, mm -hmm. all that workers in Connecticut would be paid $36 under new proposals. So they're joining the fight. They're looking at legislation as well, too, when it comes to driver protections, driver safety, uh, and most importantly, driver pay. Um, so, yeah, I read through this, at least these screenshots that you sent me. Mm -hmm. um, it says drivers who deliver food and groceries as well as Uber and Lyft drivers would be paid 36 per hour plus $1.30 per mile under legislation. Yeah, welcome. Oh. Was, well, how many states is this now? Seven, I think, or seven or eight, seven? Uh, it's it's quite a few states. And then there were a couple of, you know, cities that were. So we were talking about like Already Chicago, yeah. Well, Minneapolis. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, you know, hey, there you go. Um, you know, this is coming down. And then, you know. They have their own lobbying group called Flex. They're going to keep fighting this, and you guys will read it. But I want to just pay attention to what the difference between what some senators are saying about this, right? So they go, yeah, these are great, right? And then, um, you know, 36 per hour. I mean, hey, you, you just, what is there to complain about that? I will pick everybody up at 36 an hour plus $1.30 a mile. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, we want to remain independent. Don't freak out. You're going to remain independent. All this is just in addition to your independence, flexibility, freedom, all that good stuff still to keep. But you know what? Uh, this is there is a, I'm telling you, Chris, there is a there is a fire that started like a couple of months ago, you know, Colorado, mm -hmm. Illinois and Nevada and, and, you know, New York and Washington State already has it. And, you know. Minnesota and all the all these all these states are coming around and nipping at, at their heels of these companies, and I'm going like I think there's there's a fight I can back up, and I think I'm just going to put every energy ounce of energy I have for all these state legislature bills, and you know I try to have some of these people on our show, and have them explain it, and then 
And then, you know, um, the, the Republican, Mr. Tim Hacker, says that's not cheap. I don't know what that means. But a small electrical contractor of the bill aimed to help the gig economy drivers. I'm going to be a driver part time as this goes. At this time, the added cost to an individual that can't get out, that's a senior, that's using one of these to get their groceries, a single parent. Sir, these are not the majority of Uber customers. Okay, sir? Let's just move on from this song and dance you're putting up there. But I would love to have you on the show, Mr. Tim Ackert. You know, we, we can discuss this, you and I. Um, you know, he's just playing the violin. He goes like, oh, yeah, these are people who cannot leave their homes. It's going to be expensive on them. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? How about the other side? How about the driver? Okay. And the next screenshot, you guys will see the other side of the argument. This is, it goes there, it goes, this is another, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, a legislature I would love to have on. This is one of the most ironic pieces of legislation that we had run across here. This is a Senator Robert Thompson, who, like Alcott, is a top Republican on the panel. Mm, it shocks me the level of government interference and overreach that can be contained in just a few pages of policy. No one is compelling them to have their job. This is the out. This is the out. When they run out of excuses, they go, nobody's forcing you to do it. Nobody's put a gun to your head. I'm like, I know nobody's putting a gun to my head. But, sir, if you get in your car and do a couple of deliveries or a couple of rideshare trips and how much money you made, you wouldn't be talking like this. So for every politician that talks like this, they should get in their car. You know what? I'll download the app. Upload your documents. You'll be driving. You know, get high, get some of your own stuff, some of your medicine. You'll figure it out how, how easy this job is. No one is compelling them to do have jobs. Certainly, I heard the testimony of people complaining that the job doesn't pay enough and so forth and so forth. I'm like, yeah, do it yourself. Let's see if it pays you enough. But just, just look at this one. But that's just a fact of life. You know, jobs pay what the market will bear. No, sir. That's where you're wrong. So I invite you, Mr. Senator Rob Thompson, come on the show and tell me that. Jobs pay what the market will bear. That is not correct, sir. That would be correct if I was putting the bid in for the job. The job mm -hmm. price is decided by an algorithm by a third party, sir, who is not doing the job. So before you do this, Mr. Thompson, get in your car and do a couple of trips. My concern I is think it's called get degree. educated. Yeah, get edu educate yourself before you do it. My concern is just shocking degree that the committee and its legislature thinks that it has the right to engage in activity like that. Well, Samson added, it just blows me away. I sit here and can't even believe that we're in America. Uh, yeah, you are in America. That's controlled by an algorithm. And then that bill is in front of us that's going to tell this private company to tell a willing independent contractor how much they have to pay them. Uh, I would love to have you on, sir. In fact, I'm going to find your email address and invite you on the show. You have an open invitation, Mr. Rob Thompson. Please come on the show. And then he, he goes... He goes, how much a private company to tell a willing independent contractor how much they have to pay them? By the way, on the money hungry one, did you see the base fare on Kim's trip that the trip that the tip got added on? It was 275, yeah. Mr. Rob Thompson. Did you see that one, Mr. Rob Thompson? Why don't you get in your car, do a couple of these 275s? And then we'll talk to you, okay? And then it yeah, goes, but it what, what about a private company things. working with prevailing wage? That's the yeah. government telling them what the rates are for the workers. And that's well, usually in, in con the construction field. Yeah. And, you know, right there, that's the government telling them what it's worth. Look at this. It's something that flies in the face of the American system. No, sir. This is a new industry, by the way, for Mr. Rob Thompson. Samson, sorry. 
um, you know, this, the gig economy has been around for only 10 years and, you know, the trend has not been your friend, sir. So with all due respect, before you, you know, put out stuff like that, you know, you know I remember that movie with Tom Cruise, you know, Chris, it's the days of thunder. The guy's like a hotshot Formula One driver, but he comes to NASCAR with all these mm-hmm. rednecks and they're bouncing into each other at 200 miles an hour. The guy goes, you know what, sir? He goes, you go get your own car now. Let's see how well you do. Well, Mr. Thompson, <laughs> I welcome you to come on the show. But before then, please download the DoorDash Uber Eats app or Uber or Lyft and do a few trips. Let's see how much money you're going to pull. Because we have no yeah. control of how and much we're making. Sir. That, that's, no the, that's the biggest thing when it comes to, to these legislators and lawmakers. They're They're taking a party stance, but they're not educated when it comes to how this this would affect drivers how this would affect the economy how this would affect these companies they they need to understand and educate themselves on these different bills clearly they don't do that and that's when you're starting to hear these kinds of kinds of conversation at it and it's like look i mean hey i I don't know how they're going to do 36 per hour because right there uh it's not a per hour job it's a per job pay so um i mean i think right there something like a schedule would definitely be coming uh to the people of connecticut versus being uh something like on and off um just because of being 36 an hour and then the other thing is what would that look like in terms of would you be able to accept or deny that particular ride based on anything or would you have to take it because you know this is part of the stipulation so you know, you know, um, when it when it comes to the connecticut uh bill you know i i've seen a lot of good bills i still am a fan of the seattle and the washington bill mostly um, because it seems like they are looking at it they're doing it right they brought drivers to the table you know having uh denver uh having them write the law with somebody who actually was a doordash driver who knows uh the ins and outs they're going to be educated. They're going to be able to make laws that are going to be effective, that are going to help drivers, that are probably going to help the passenger and not be too bad for the companies where they can survive. They're doing it in Washington. They can do it elsewhere. I agree. I mean, I think I think all these legislatures, you know, the, 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 the fire is lit. Look, I'm oh, yeah. sure at the end of this bill in Connecticut, 36 will not be the number, but maybe it'll be 28, okay? Still better than what most drivers are making. So my point is, you know, there is a movement in the country, in local and, and, and city and, and state legislatures. Please, you know, I, I, I'm i I'm game. I'm pushing all of them. I'm going to speak to all of them, and I'm going to make up my mind. I go, this is BS. This is not going to work. This is going to work. I'll push. Tomorrow, we're starting, you know, our uh, first one with Stephanie Behill, who was a DoorDash driver for three years before she became a House member. Let's see what the bill looks like. You know, she'll explain it to us from the horse's mouth, and then we'll invite all these people and say, come down. Come on down. We'll talk to you, you know, we'll push you, we'll help you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to our Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award. Again, we're going to bring this up. Uh, we are doing this if you're new and you haven't been watching or, you know, haven't seen this yet. Uh, basically, it's your going above and beyond story, uh, whether you had to help passenger, whether you had to help customer, whatever it is. Um, we've already gotten quite a few in uh, and it some really amazing stories which is awesome to see uh and it's you know just trying to promote something that's a little bit better a little bit giving back pay it forward type thing and you know what with your story you might actually win you could win a hundred dollars uh this is something that uh jeff sunshine man uh that's why it's the extra mile sunshine award 
that is, uh, he kind of came up with the idea, pitched it, and uh, that is how we are bringing it to you because we want to hear those great above and beyond stories. We are going to share them and hopefully it will provide some inspiration uh, for you uh, and you're driving out there. I'm not saying, you know, be the lapdog of people, but, you know, when somebody needs it, be a decent human being and, you know, they're just another human being. So uh, that yeah, story I, may be able to get you something. We have, we have like four or five candidates. All the, all, all the files are with Jeff because Jeff is going to decide on the winner. Okay. I have nothing to do with it. So if you don't win, don't send me an email. Okay. I just forwarded. I read it first a couple times. My mouth was on the floor on a couple of them. And I'm like, holy crap. And then I sent it forwarded them to Jeff. Jeff, you have one week. We're going to announce it next week. The winner, the first inaug inaugural, show me the extra mile sunshine award winner of hundred bucks. And we're going to interview that driver um, either privately, personally, but you guys definitely going to meet this driver. And uh, there are some amazing human beings out there, Chris. Seriously, man. There are some amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weren't those stories? Yeah, reading through a couple of them. God damn. Yeah, I reading like, through a couple of them. It was like, whoa, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's great to see that. So, hey, you got a couple of more days. It's the 28th. Yeah. Uh, you got a couple more days to get your stories in for March. Uh, so it, it's going to end March 31st at 11.59 uh, 59, uh, Pacific Standard Time. So... Uh, yeah, make sure you get your story in if you got a story of, like I say, one of those going above and beyond, pay it forward type stories uh, that's going to help you be able to possibly win 100 bucks because you went the extra mile and did something that was awesome. Yeah, look at it like a quest. 100 bucks. You know, it's not the money, man. It's the work that you guys are doing and it's appreciated by us. You know, all the negative sayers can go take a hike. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, for real. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I was more disappointed in humanity this week on our channel than than most weeks. Usually it's about me. <laughs> we'll, we go like, oh, you're this. Yeah, you're we'll, we'll like, talk about that in a minute, though, coming. But uh, before we get into, into that segment, let's talk about some of the crazy names and stuff that we're still seeing when it comes down to it. It's not um, ending, Sachin. So Sachin, it's not ending. It's not ending. Please, Sachin. You're making, you're, you're making me look like a fool, man. I mean, this was four months ago. How long does it take for a tech company to do a purging of names? I mean, badass? Really? Every week I'm putting up two of these. I have like a whole folder of these things. Okay? And the other ones? Sad. I think you, I think you got to start. I think you just got to start li like making a list of them. And then that way we can uh, we can do that. So I because sent it to him. I it doesn't seem. I sent it to him, bro. I have his email. Mm. I sent it to him. And the other one is sad. Badass yeah. and sad. No, sir. And madam. Why, do, why does sad only have a 4.69 rating? You think sad would just be sad. like sad mopey in the corner sad. and yeah, and wouldn't sad. really do too much. But uh, yeah. um, I don't know. Sad. sad. You got a 4.69. Um, you're at risk of deactivation because you're, you're lower than the average uh, in your market. So you might want to be a better uh, passenger there. It's funny, actually, that you said that sad has a lower rating than badass. Yeah. Well, badass might be fun. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, you're still getting a 4.78, so you're not, probably not that great. Yeah, fun to <laughs> put a gun to your head. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, but, yeah, you, know, you don't I, know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, Sachin, please. Please, Sachin, please. Uber, please. This is not that difficult. You're a $60, no, $71 billion tech company. Okay? This is not that difficult. Please, get rid of these fake names. Yeah. 
Well, going on, we have some very unique trips uh, that you, you sent me this almost last week, but yeah. uh, um, this is pretty interesting to see. So Sergio, if you want to uh, talk about that and then yeah. you know, just share, uh, what, just remember our listeners too who, are, who aren't <laughs> watching. Yeah, for everybody who's listening, this is the identical trip. How many are those? Are the 11 of them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. This, the first one was at um, 8.24 p.m. You, can, you guys can see the um, uh, the time stamp on it. And then the trip is exactly the, exactly the same trip, okay? It's an 84.7 84 mile trip with a five, one and a half mile pickup. That's gonna take roughly, including the pickup, an hour and a half. On the face of it, okay, it's a it's an okay trip, let's say. Okay. I mean, but I know where it's going, so it's not an okay trip because this is definitely if you're in LA County, you take this trip and you go to Victorville, which is San Bernardino County, you just a dead mile return. So you gotta double the miles on this one, double the hour, because fat chance you're gonna grab a trip going backwards. But that wasn't the issue. The issue was like I kept looking at the prices. So we did this test last week, which everybody was like, oh, boy, that's great, this blah, blah, blah. So this is the same damn trip, bro. This guy got pinged 11 times for the same trip between 8.24 and 10 p.m. That's an hour and a half. Nobody accepted it. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, nobody accepted the trip. But look what Uber Algo is doing, people. Look at the game we're playing here. 55, 54, 54, 58, 54, 60. Oop, the Uber algo goes because oh, that went from 824 and then it said nine o'clock. Oh, yeah. wait. So 30, wait, 36 wait. minutes goes by and now we, yeah. we got to up it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And boom. And, and then it goes to 66. The next one, I'm like, oh, oh Uber algo is going like, yeah, I got to sell this thing. And then it somehow it decides, nah, we're just going to go back to the 50s. And of course, Uber, if people didn't do it for 60 or 67, 66, 81. What's the point of going backwards, Uber? Seriously. I don't see a point, but they did it anyway. And then the algo gave up. The algo goes, <laughs> screw it, 75. <laughs> that was so the final thing goes, that came in. <laughs> this is like an auction. I swear, this is like an auction, right? You know you know how those guys thought, thought fast-talking auctioneers, right? But, 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 55, yeah. 55, 54, 54, 54. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wait, you're, going, you're the... going the wrong way on that. You're going the wrong way. They're, they're supposed to go up, not down when it comes up, to whatever. the auction. Well, well, at the end, ultimately, the, the algo goes, God damn it, it's an hour and a half. This guy's got stuck waiting 75. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody took it at 75 because it kind of makes sense at 75 for an hour and a half of work. Okay. Well, so, here, here's the thing, though, just, just to run through real quick. Uh, I'm just going to give you the prices and then if it was a ping or a trip radar um, just to kind of put it into perspective because you get pinged, it was lower. Trip radar, it was higher. So it was kind of unique there. So this is yeah. for the people who might be listening, uh, who may be doing something else uh, and just kind of kind of paying attention or on the, the audio podcast side of yeah. things. So 824 comes in, the first ping. Uh, this is trip radar for 5511. Then the ping request comes in, 5462. So it went down. Then it came on trip radar again at 54.55. Then another trip radar again at 57.92. Then it got pinged again at 54.55. So he got pinged a little bit lower than the first time. Then nine o'clock rolls around. Um, and that's when 
the the algorithm said, oh, we gotta we gotta raise it a little bit. So on trip radar, it was 6007. Then another trip radar came back at 6681. Another trip radar at 5972. See, there's no rhyme or reason here when it comes to it. And then you get the ping request at 5570, another ping request at 5449. And then at 10 o'clock was the final ping request that this person had got. And that was at 7496. The question is that I want to know, did this ride end up getting taken or what? Because I don't know, but damn. It got taken, yes. It did. It, this trip wow. was done. This trip was done. Um, my 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 thing is that though. Okay, you know this is from uh, Irvine, meaning like Orange County to to Victorville. Look, I mean, look. I mean, you have to understand the difference is drastic between fifty five first original you know trip radar to the last ping. Right? I mean, twenty bucks is huge. So hour and a half, seventy five bucks. You know, this is actually above. Um, there was 36 bucks per active hour, Chris. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I, you know, if I wasn't doing anything, especially if I was going in that direction, I mean, I'd do it again, again, don't boo me. It's 85 miles, 75 bucks, 90 cents a mile or so. Right. Um, you know, I mean, what? It's be a long hey, hold, day on, for hold on. You know, I, I just came up with a little idea that should, should be happening. Uber, if you're listening and Lyft, if you're listening, you want to differentiate yourself. Here's one thing you can do. You get a long trip like this, you should automatically get a destination filter added back on to your day. So if you get taken out far like this, let's say an hour, 22 minutes out of your way, 85 miles, and as you said, you had to deadhead back, you should be able to get a destination filter back. If you're using your destination filters already, um, you should just have an extra one as like a little bonus because you decided to take it so far. And no matter the ride, where it's going, you should get an extra one when it's a long trip like this. Yeah, good idea. Good suggestion, you know? And then ultimately, the trip is done, okay? Now, besides that, now, if you look at this car, okay, so this is 85 miles, let's say, including the pickup, okay, Chris? So let's say, let's say 90 miles. So you're averaging 30 miles a gallon, okay, in a car. You know, average average Uber driver's car is about 30 miles, 25 to 30 miles a gallon. Yeah, in a Prius, it would be great, but let's assume it was 30 miles a gallon. So that's like about two and a half gallons of gas, three gallons, almost three gallons of gas. You're going to burn in this one way, okay? One way. At California, prices of five bucks, that's already 15 right there, okay? So we haven't mm-hmm. figured out the other cost yet. But so this $75 chip doesn't look as lucrative at 60 after the gas cost, right? And if you take out all your other costs or whatever, but still definitely better than 55 At 55 it's an insult. And the fact that every ping after the trip radar was lower, it's another insult. I mean, seriously. Yep. Seriously, bro. I mean, <laughs> they put trip radar at 60, 66, 67, 60, and then they pinged the guy at 55. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So there you go. Yeah, we should we should send this to the media. What do you think? Yeah. So, so that that kind of disproved your your theory last week of saying that they actually will ping you higher when it comes in. No, they ping you lower, and that proved it right there. Uh, except for that ten o'clock, because it's already been an hour and a half plus <laughs> since that yeah. came in. Uber is like Uber uh, is like a you know what? Uber is like a tough football coach. They break you down before they give it to you. So it's like <laughs> they broke yeah. the driver down, and then finally they go here, take it at seventy five. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 
they broke this guy. All right, let's uh, let's go on to the to the next uh, little bit of screenshots that you got here. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what what you is set with this, but I kind of get it if if that's where you're going. Um, so if you want to explain that one. <laughs> You got to unmute yourself, bro. <clears throat> Look at this trip. It's only 0 0.9 miles. Yeah, but you yeah, have to drive 13 and a half miles. But the pickup is 13.6 miles. Yeah, I know. This is not, okay. And then and then the headline of this Twitter, like, and then somebody had the, you know, the Maximo app. Gary, you're going to be on the show on the 14th. Um, um, the Maximo app registers, or it's a third-party app that figures out your hour, hourly immediately, like per minute, per hour per mile and automatic reject of course on this one but the 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 headline of this tweet was who has the last laugh <laughs> mm, okay <laughs> yeah so i was like so first initially i'm like that's not bad you know 0 0.9 miles five bucks then i go like huh yeah. i go then i made and i was like oh no 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 sir no no we have the last laugh that's a simple justic line right here sir right there oh 100 percent it's a simple I, I bet that that that'll shop around for a little while <laughs> yeah that, no, that, that get somebody closer get somebody closer and then yeah, offer yeah, them that yeah. but they'll yeah. probably do it for like two dollars and 55 cents yeah man i was <laughs> like you know that's dara you know you're, you're smiling next to uh um i don't even know what that is honestly it shouldn't even be on the 34 cent trip <laughs> whatever yeah just ignore it just decline a decline a decliner yeah. Decliner for sure. Yeah. And then, um, so the next one, um, okay, Jeff, are you here? Um, this is what we're going to do. All right. So, so we, we started doing these, um, one-on-one -on -one interviews with amazing human beings, but great drivers will all have their figured out their own way. Okay. Some guy drives in a college town. He figured it out his own way. Some drives, some guy in LA drives, you know, an EV. He figured it out his own way. Some Chicago driver was the highest earning Uber driver at 175K. These are all articles. So we decided to do video interviews of these articles. And we're calling it Behind the Wheel. Now, the first one came out. When was this? Last Thursday, right? Yeah. yeah. Last Thursday. So, so okay. So it caught on fire. It was like on fire. And, and and look, we're not the Mr. Beast exactly, but when a video in our world gets over 10,000 views, that's a big deal, okay? This thing got 10,000 views in like two hours. <laughs> and it's about our Jeff, sweet old Jeff, who is the kindest human on the planet, who is the... Uh, you know, Sunshine Man Award uh, decider for this month anyway and going forward. And I tweeted this. No problem. But that's not the idea. The idea is after 35,000 individual views, which the other drivers now have a very high bar to jump over because I'm not sure if they'll <laughs> get that again. But that's not the point. The point is there were 400 plus comments on this video. N I don't know. 85? No, 75% were negative right they all called jeff and and insulted him but he took it like a man he gave him kind comments back even to the knuckleheads who blamed jeff for uber lowering the fares how's that work i don't even know see that was one thing that blew my mind he goes <laughs> well because idiots like jeff are accepting those chips that's why uber is lowering the fare no uber has been lowering the fares way before you came 
and way before you're going to be gone. So I'm not defending Jeff. Look, Jeff accepts it. He does it his own way. He accepts 99% of his trips. That's his way. Leave the man alone. So 400 comments, all knuckleheads, they go like pounding Jeff. I'm like, okay, it's all good. But behind the wheel, every Thursday, the next one's coming up in a couple days. Another amazing yep. driver story. I'm working on three, four more of these. And uh, I think it's another good addition to our lineup. Right, Chris? Behind yep. the wheel. So that's kind of kind of like another announcement, I guess you could say. So, yeah, uh, yeah these are different stories that uh, are happening around. And, you know, you could definitely watch it, check it out, get some nuggets of information, and then yeah. possibly apply it to your driving and see if it's going to work in your area or for you. And yeah, the uh, Behind the Wheel series is a sit-down interview. Well, it's a little interview uh, session with Sergio and a driver. Uh, so yeah, look forward to those. Again, that's going to be Thursdays. They'll come out. It'll be 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And obviously, being a video, you can watch it anytime after that. Okay, so Mr. Mr. Gambit, you should go to the blog and read the article because the blog link is on the article, okay? Our idea was the blog is losing some love. People are watching more videos. So we want to create more of an interaction because these people, the drivers are amazing, okay? Amazing. So please go read it. Maybe you'll learn something from it. Maybe you'll pick up a pointer or two about how to get tips or how to earn more money, what their habits are. To me, definitely worthwhile. Three, four minute read, nothing important. Go to the blog, read the articles. All his numbers are there. All, you know, everything is in there. And then, you know, um, I think it's a good addition. Behind the wheel, coming up every Thursday. Yep. All right, we got another story we're going to dive into real quick. Yeah, and then uh, this another knucklehead DoorDash driver. <laughs> this one goes, okay, uh, okay, this is, this is getting, honestly, this is getting on my nerve. The reason is, if... You accept the trip. You know what's involved. Why do this and try to get your 10 minutes of fame on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube shorts or whatever? This is this is uncalled for. Just don't decline. Decline. Don't accept the trip. This knucklehead, because the tip was not enough, supposedly, went and asked the customer for gas money. I'm going like, okay, this is too much, right? This is like the, the, you know, user Carissa says, my dasher wants me to compensate him for his travel, so he gave me his gas receipt with my order. What the F has to do with anything? How about you just yeah. didn't accept the order? Okay. If it's not meeting mm -hmm. the criteria, sir or madam, do not accept the order. So we don't have to go through this. Every week, you guys are giving good dashers a bad name, good drivers a bad name, Okay. And then Carissa didn't seem to sympathize with the financial plight of the delivery driver because, hey, you shouldn't have accepted it. One viewer commented, this DoorDasher came into my job yesterday complaining about only making $8 an hour when I was doing everything difficult for five. In response, Carissa wrote, even though $8 an hour is still really bad, they literally choose their job and make their own schedule. Forget the schedule, not Carissa. You don't sound like the, the senator from whatever that guy was. I mean, look, I'm sure that guy embellished. He wasn't making eight bucks an hour. Nobody would do this for eight bucks an hour. But also, he has no right to confront the customer, face the customer, saying, give me gas money. I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. what, what's going on here? Stop this, people. There you go. And then other chimed in, right? 
And then some couldn't believe the gall of the driver. There you go. Give more bad name to the driver. As we see, Carissa shows off the video. Indicates that Dasher put a little over six gallons of gas in their vehicle, totaling $20.84. Great. He used six gallons of gas to get to whatever CFA. And then from CFA to your house? I mean, obviously, he didn't. You know, what kind of trip is this, right? I mean, even this 120 miles, even if he gets 25 miles a gallon, six gallons. I'm not sure what the heck is going on now. And then Sam pointed out that Dasher clearly doesn't understand how the platform works, uh, potentially, or he's trying to be famous on TikTok, noting that customers already pay specific delivery fees and upcharges, like, sir, these fees got me paying $29.99 for a CFA meal. Get out of here. Yeah. But again, this comes to the driver. Just decline. Let's not get into this. Okay. Let's not do this dog and pony show, people. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely something where this particular driver should probably be watching Money Hungry, which will be premiering next week, Wednesday yeah, at Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so Ooh. they'll probably have some good insight on different things like Look at this, this Chris. Look at this. Um, T, T says, what? this channel should start a ride-share company. <laughs> oh, well, we didn't think about knew. it. It's not that we didn't think about it. We thought about it. I don't if think we have a billion knew dollars. How much it takes to start a rideshare company? Yeah, we don't have a it's billion. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money because you have to get a lot yeah. going, and it's it's very costly. We um, know what to so, do. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We All right. Well, th we're we're gonna wrap this up. It was a great show. Uh, we made, had a big announcement with Money Hungry, the food delivery and last mile delivery. Uh, new show, live show that is going to be coming out. And that again is next week with Kim and Zach, both contributors here at the Rideshare Guy, and they both have their own channel. They will be doing a live stream at 8 p.m., which is in about 10 minutes. So head over to one of their channels, uh, Kim Sign Money Plans or Zach Drives Fast. I don't have the links, um, but you could definitely go in one of their videos and get the link or just search in YouTube. And that starts at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific. Same time it's going to start for next week when they do Money Hungry. Uh, so appreciate that. Also, Thursdays, our new Behind the Wheel Driver Stories series. So make sure you check that out. We got a few already. Uh, one with Tyler talking about medical rides with a driver, and then Sergio with Jeff. And we have our next one coming out on Thursday, and a lot of other great content coming out as well, too. So make sure you subscribe to ring the bell for notifications. And with that being said, I think the only way to end the stream. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money with Sergio and Chris. Yeah. Show me the money. Show me the money. Take Uber's money. Give your bank account a lift. Boom. There you go. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>